This is Alex. And this is Mason. And this is The Overcompetitive Bystanders. And this is our show where we share our strong opinions about things we don't know anything about. One of us favors college, one of us favors NFL. Let's see how this goes. So this week, there weren't really many good options for Poo Poo Team of the Week. Mm -hmm. Um, There were a couple, I mean, solid, but just really not that strong. Uh So one of the candidates was number 16, Kansas State, who lost to Texas. Mm. Um, I mean, that was kind of a competitive game. But, I mean, you're a ranked team losing, even though Texas should. I mean, it's kind of borderline ranked sucks to to lose when you're ranked yeah that's about it that's i mean mean. texas is a good team so yeah or a pretty Um, good team anyway yeah so there's not that much to that one uh the next one is number 19 wake um lost by 19 to virginia tech Mm. and so it's a similar situation where virginia tech isn't as good as texas um but like wake is the second best team probably in the acc and so to lose by 19 and drop out of the rankings sucks. That's really not good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, I mean, we're looking pretty good throughout the year. And so it kind of just goes to show how poo-poo the ACC really is. That's more than anything what it is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, It's not a good showing for the ACC. Yeah, pretty bad. Um, and then there's two actual candidates that I think are actually like good nominees. Okay. Um, so the first one is UCF. Um, so they lost to at that point two and seven Tulsa. Wow. Um, but a big part of why they lost was it, so Tulsa had the ball with about a minute left in the game, and it was fourth and one. And if Tulsa gets the first down, the game is clinched. If they don't, UCF has a chance to drive. Um, and win it mm-hmm. so pretty pretty big stakes um so ucf calls a timeout says all right let's make sure we have everything figured out let's put out our best defense let's do this um so ucf sends their players out tulsa sends their players out and ucf sent out 12 guys oh my god so they got a 12 <laughs> 12 men on the field penalty at fourth and one that clinched the game oh, for their my goodness. That's, that's awful. That's pretty terrible. And especially yeah. when you're favored and you're seven and two and you lose to a two and seven team, like, yeah, it's just bad everywhere. That's just ridiculous. That's so stupid. Um, so yeah, UCF is, is a solid nominee for poo poo team of the week. Yeah, um, absolutely. the other one is UMass, um, largely in part because of their record. Um, so they're, they lost this week to Army. Um, so UMass is now 1-9. Um, but h- how much have you paid attention to how good Army is this year? I haven't paid attention to them since the Michigan game. Okay. So, I mean, based on that Michigan game, what would you say Army's record is right now? They've played nine games. Or sorry, no, they have played 10 games. Sorry, they played 10 games. Probably 5 and 5, 6 and 4. Okay, so they're 4 and 6. Wow, okay. And they beat just beat UMass 63 to 7. Wow. This is a triple option team. 
This is a team that just runs the ball. Like, 63 points for a passing team is like, oh, yeah, that's like a fun passing team. Yeah. 63 points for a running team? That's insane that they were able to do that to UMass. Yeah. And it's not like a good army team. It's like, eh. It's a lot of points to score as a triple option team. Yeah. So, pretty terrible showing by UMass. They look really bad. Yeah. If I remember correctly, their only win came over like Akron or I think it was Akron. That sounds right. And Akron's 0 and 10 and it's just absolutely poo poo. And so, uh, it's pretty bad. So UCF is actually going to win poo poo team of the week this week though, just okay. for losing on the 12th man penalty, um, to a terrible team. Like, yeah, a team that shouldn't have been winning in the first place, but then you had a chance to actually bring the game back and you gave it away on a 12-man penalty. Yeah, like, the big difference is UMass fans at this point have just given in, and they're just like, yeah, we suck. Whereas, like, UCF fans expect to play well, right. especially against a bad Tulsa team. So that's why they get uh, poo-poo team of the week this week. All right. All right. Um, and then I'm just going to run through a couple little things that we're going on this week and then i'll talk about the big things um so ralphie do you know who ralphie is the mascot for colorado okay yeah yeah. yeah. so it's an actual buffalo that they run out on the field right um so ralphie five the current iteration of ralphie uh-huh. is retiring because she loves to run just way too much she loves running out on the field just way too much she is too damn powerful. So her handlers that that are having her run out on the field, she's out running. She's she's pulling them, and there's safety issues with uh. how much massive buffalo loves running around the field. <laughs> so wow. they're retiring her, not because of health concerns, not because she's gotten old, but because she is too powerful. That's that amazing. is insane. Yeah, they should just take her out for a run before they run her on the field. Yeah, that would just seem like a good idea. Let her free in like a large pen area of some sort. Let her move around a little bit. But yeah, so they're going to get a new... So she's done for the rest of the season. Um, the past couple games she hasn't ran. Hmm. But she's done for the rest of the season and they're fu- going to find a new Ralphie, Ralphie 6 that'll run next year wow and i just love it because it's like ralphie five just loves running too much loves running just too much just too powerful of a beast um the next thing was chad morris arkansas's coach got fired um and willie like 100 percent right call um they're 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 god awful they were losing like 38 to 7 to western kentucky Right. who isn't even good, and Western Kentucky lost to an FCS team from Arkansas. <laughs> and so it's like, if you're wow. losing, if you lose that badly to a team that's bad enough to lose to a bad FCS team from your state, like, yeah, you're done. So Chad yeah. Morris did not beat an FBS opponent in his entire time at Arkansas. How many years was he there? Two. Wow. Uh, did not win an SEC game. It was just absolutely horrible. Just the worst performance. Um, but now he gets $12 million for for nothing now. 
that's nice. I'd that's like a pretty good twelve payout. million dollars right now for yep. a buyout. Yep. So I'm wondering if it's the. Uh, I don't know how much the Walmart family, like the the Waltons, are involved with Arkansas. I mean, that's where like their headquarters are. Right. So I don't know if they put money into the program, but I know Jerry Jones from Texas or Dallas Texas yeah. or Dallas Cowboys. He puts a lot of money into them. Into the Texas Cowboys. Into the Dallas Texas Cowboys. Yep. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I don't know if he had anything to do with it, but um, yeah, so they'll be looking for a new coach. Lots of fun rumors about who they want and what they're going to do, but and they're all pr- wrong. And they're all wrong. Probably one of the only ones that I think is pr- is wrong, but maybe not the worst idea, is uh, they want to grab Mike Leach from Washington State. Yeah, I, I heard him rumored and wanted for the Florida State job. Yeah, I think I think that'd be an okay one. My thing with Mike Leach is you basically can count on like eight wins a year and really not much more. Okay. Yeah, and so fair. like I think for Arkansas, you like if you were to tell Arkansas like you're going to get about eight wins a year, like yeah, that's probably that's pretty good. I'm fine with that. But if you were to tell like Florida State that, like he'd be fired with probably in the third year because they'd be like, we want you to do better, right? Um, but yeah, so I I'm not against him going there. I just I don't think it's it fits for him though. Okay. Um, the last little thing that I wanted to talk about was. And I know you saw this, that Deion Sanders is being rumored <laughs> for the uh, Florida State job. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So what's your take on this? I love Deion Sanders. I really like to hear him talk about the game and, and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know how great of a coach he would be. Yeah. Especially at his age now trying to learn how to be a coach. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I just don't think like I don't think he'd be good. Um it'd be fun. It'd be it'd be wild. Um my favorite thing about all the rumors about him being like a candidate is that apparently all of the rumors of him being considered are coming out of like ESPN. Oh. <laughs> And Florida State has said, like, he's not being considered. And Deion Sanders has basically been like, I'd love to do it. And so, like, all this, ES- all his, like, coworkers are basically like, yeah, like, he's a candidate for the job. You never know. <laughs> That's hilarious. So, most likely he's not getting picked anyways. But Yeah. And so, the big thing I wanted to talk about this week, and I know we've talked about it a little bit in the past, just how stupid the NCAA is. Okay. Two different things that happened this past week that I want to talk about. I, can, um, I, I, I know one of them. I don't know what the other one is. So one of them is Chase Young. Yep, that's the one I knew. Ohio State. The other one isn't actually football-related. It's basketball-related. And it's uh, the kid from Memphis, uh, James Wiseman. I read his name. I probably read his story, but I forgot. So you have to remind okay. me on that one. So they're, they're kind of goofy, and I feel like they're super similar. Um but so basically these are two kids that are being punished by the NCAA in one way or another. Um, and both of these things, both of these news cases came out the same day. Right. Um, I think it was last Thursday. And uh, 
both are just ridiculously stupid. So Chase Young was uh, the NCAA was looking into him a little bit and found that because he took a personal loan from what he called a family friend, um, he is ineligible to play. And so they ruled him out for Saturday, last Saturday. He didn't play. Um, and then he was facing probably a four-game suspension. Now, there wasn't for sure what was going to happen, but um, what ended up happening was Chase Young came out and he said, yeah, it was a family friend that gave me some money, and I had known this family friend since the summer before my freshman year. Now, first of all, that sounds so sketchy. Yeah. That sounds like, yeah, it was a family friend. He owns a bunch of businesses in Columbus, Ohio, and is a booster for the program. And I met him right before I moved here. He's a great guy. Right. But the thing is, Chase Young has already paid back this loan. Right. That's my thing about it. He already paid this back before it came out. Yeah. So he's being punished for getting a loan and paying it back. Like, well, and the loan was so that his girlfriend yep. could come watch him play at the sugar bowl. Is that what it was? Rose bowl. Rose bowl. Okay. Whatever. Yep. But yeah, exactly. So he's being punished because he wanted a loved one to be at one of his games. So he his took pleasant... and paid a personal loan. Like what's wrong with that? Yeah. That he didn't take any money. He paid it all back yeah, exactly. I, I have no idea why there's any talk about this. I should have been like, oh, okay, he took a loan. Good for him. Yeah. It's kind of sad that he had to take a loan so that his girlfriend could come watch him at the Rose Bowl. But yep, exactly. That's what the story should be. But that's so stupid. Um, and so apparently there was something about how like if it was under eight hundred dollars, it would have not had a punishment or something. There's some eight hundred dollar deal that they were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, that like if they could prove that it was under eight hundred dollars, then like the whole thing is smaller. But I don't know. It's so stupid that he got a loan, he paid it back for a loved one to be at a game. He didn't go buy stuff. He didn't go do stuff. It was for football. It was just to have a loved one there. Like, who cares? Here's the thing, though. Like, could the booster not have paid? F- for his girlfriend to come out, or is that part of like taking bribes? Oh yeah, the, the booster can't pay for it. Okay. Yeah. So um, I think a really good example is like with Utah State a couple years ago when Ray Lewis's son was on the team. Uh-huh. Um, so Ray Lewis came to a game, like the first game of the year, first home game. Yeah. I and they put him up in the boot, like one of the boosters put him up in one of his like booths. Uh huh. Um. And then it came out that he was up there and like everybody was like, yeah, that's cool. He's here. Like that was the big focus. Like Ray Lewis is in Logan, Utah to watch football. That's so cool. But then when the, somebody found out about it and like during the game, they had to move him because he couldn't be in a booster's box because that's like a booster giving him benefits even though they were likely giving him the box because he's Ray motherfucking Lewis, not yeah. because his son plays for the team. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, if so, I had tickets and I knew that Ray Lewis was coming to my game, I'd make sure he's in a box. 
yeah, you'd want him to be in a box. You'd, yeah, like it totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, but so it's the same idea of like a booster can't give the family members any benefits, even if it's like at the game. Like, so, yeah, it makes sense. That's stupid. It's it's a bunch of the little stuff that's just like, who cares? Yeah, that's really um, But then the next one was Memphis. Um, so James Wiseman, he is likely going to be uh, either the number one pick in the in the NBA draft this year or at least like a top pick. Okay. Um, so right before the season started, like two days before their first – or the day before their their game – the NCAA came out and said he is ineligible to play um, because now, now follow me with like, follow me here. So when he was a f- about to be a freshman in, in high school, um, James Hardaway, whoa, no Penny Hardaway, man, I don't know where James came from. Mm. Oh, it's cause it's James Wiseman, but, uh, Penny Hardaway, his now coach at Memphis, paid for him to move from, I believe it was Knoxville, to Memphis. Now, keep in mind, he was a freshman. Um, so he paid like like $1,100 for him to, to move. But here's the thing. Penny Hardaway was not the coach at Memphis at the time. Penny Hardaway was a high school basketball coach in Memphis and had recruited James Wiseman to play at his high school team. So, yes, he was paying him to move and, and, and go somewhere, but he was doing it so he'd play for his high school team. Right. Has nothing to do with the college NCAA has nothing to do with college or NCAA. So then as uh, that team did really well, um, Penny Hardaway started getting a lot of respect and people were saying, man, it'd be really cool for him to coach Memphis. He is a Memphis alum who went to the NBA, made a bunch of money. So mm-hmm. kind of like the prodigal son coming back, they'd love it. So he ended up getting picked to be the new head coach. And well, James Wiseman, kid who played for him in high school, loved him. It's going to follow him. Yeah. So that is why he's suspended. We're actually currently, well, so Memphis challenged it and got a temporary restraining order on the NCAA's ruling of him being suspended, and it passed in court. And so James Wiseman played. And is still playing. And officially the NCAA has said he is not eligible. But they can't stop him right now from playing. Huh. That's a little weird. Um, and so it turns into this weird thing of where. What happens if. The NCAA wins this case. They're just going to go back and vacate all these games. So if they're already going to be vacating a bunch of games, if you're Memphis and you have a player ineligible, why not just keep playing it? Why not just keep, like, they've gone through, so a couple years ago, back when uh, Derrick Rose was at Memphis, 
Uh-huh. They ruled that he had some NCAA issues, and so they went back and vacated the year that he played there, and they got second place in the country. They, uh-huh. The NCAA went back and vacated all that, and like a lot of Memphis fans have this whole idea of like, yeah, well, we still remember that. We that still, still won. <laughs> we still I mean, won. took second, but you yeah, know what I mean. We still did great. We still. So took... why not just do it again? Yeah. What's the NCAA gonna do? Are they going to cancel the games? Like, are the opponents going to not play? No. Like, it's that weird. Would, that would be worse for the NCAA, I think. I think so. And so it's getting into this weird case where with all this different stuff happening in the NCAA, there's a lot of different schools. And, and like, this is Memphis's president has been pretty defiant of the NCAA. Like, they could full on just turn around and be like, no, you have no authority. And I think this is going to be what kills the NCAA faster than any of the, um, like likeness rights stuff is, is it's going to be this stuff of where the school presidents basically turn around and be like, no, he's fine Mm. because the NCAA has no authority. Like, the NCAA can't subpoena anybody. The NCAA has no legal authority. Everything that they do, they do because the schools are cooperating. And if Memphis just said no, what sense? Like, what are they even going to do? So I, I'm really interested to see what happens there. Yeah. Um, and so back to Chase Young, it came out that he his four-game suspension has been lessened to two, mm-hmm. and he's getting credit for time served where he didn't play last week. So it's only this week against Rutgers that he oh, is nerds. Yeah. They're going to so be game... missing him there. Can you imagine though? Can you imagine if they lost to Rutgers? How much? Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, that would be chaos. Especially um, if it comes like really, really close where it's like, I'm sure Chase Young is probably worth a point or two on that defense. Oh yeah. Um, so they ended up beating Maryland this past week without Chase Young, 73-14. to 14. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, well, I mean, if they didn't, like, if they had Chase Young, is it 73-7? to 73-10? Right. Is it a shutout? Like, how much of a difference is that? Right. Um, so they're favored against Rutgers this week by 52. That's probably a good number. And what's crazy is I think it's – I would take the over. I feel pretty safe saying they'll win by more than 52 against Rutgers. Yeah. Because yeah, I can't see Rutgers scoring more than seven against them, and I can't see Ohio State scoring less than 70 against them. I think it's just every single drive Ohio State's going to get a touchdown. Like I don't think Rutgers ever stops them, and that no. will be the limiting factor. Is it's how much how many, time, how many drives yeah. they get? How many drives they get? That'll, that'll be it. All right. So it'll be pretty crazy, but um, so Ryan Nanny from the shutdown forecast was joking, like how funny would it be if uh, Ohio State turned around and said, actually, can we play him against? Uh, Rutgers, but next week against Michigan, he won't play. <laughs> can we save him for? Can we have him for Rutgers, but not Michigan? Yeah, we don't need him for Michigan. Yeah, we don't need him for Michigan. I think that would be hilarious. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. Um, 
So just to recap a couple of the games that happened this week, um, the three biggest games were the Bama LSU, yeah. uh, which was a pretty good game. LSU looked really good. Yeah, it did. amazed me how bad Bama looked, but yet only lost by five. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, the Rams-Cowboys playoff game last year. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't feel close at any point in the game to me, but mm-hmm. the Rams lost by, or I mean, the Rams only won by seven, I think it was. Like, they felt yeah. like, and they felt like they were just dominating the whole game, and it was the seven-point game, so. Yeah, exactly. So, it was super weird. Um, I mean, I think it's really just the idea that Bama's great, and so they're gonna make good plays, like. Yeah. Um. But they also were just doing anything that they could wrong. And it wasn't until the fourth quarter that they really decided to start doing something. And I don't I don't know. I'm not great at like paying attention in the moment to if LSU switches to like a prevent D. Right. I don't think they did because it it would have been way too early to have done that. That would have been really dumb. But it wasn't until late that Bama started really chugging along. Yeah. But every time Bama looked like they were gonna close it up, LSU went right back down and made it a two score game. So that was great. That was really impressive by them. Yeah. Joe Burrow looks great. Really put on, yeah. Put on his Heisman performance. I game. Yep. Like it's good. He's going to have to look real bad over the next few weeks for him to not win the Heisman at this point. Yeah. Yeah. He's been killing it, especially because with Tua being hurt, he just hasn't looked as impressive. Um, Jalen Hurts is looking good, but he hasn't done enough recently. Right. Like, it is Joe Burrow's to lose. Yeah, I agree. It's pretty crazy. With that being said, do you think Burrow or Tua is drafted first? See, I don't know, because there's so much stuff with, like, the NFL, like, what they value. Uh-huh. And I don't know. I feel like it's it's probably to uh but i do think burrow's getting really close okay so like are you one and two and yeah think like burrow's really, really close yeah i think it's i think it's gonna be super close um and i don't know if maybe because i don't think to his injury is that big of a deal it shouldn't carry that much weight into the draft other than the idea that he's been injured before it's true. Like, it's just a his injury history thing at this point. Yeah. Where it's like, he's been injured most every year since he's been starting. Yep. Hasn't really been able to keep going. So, yeah, I would, I, that's a, that's a pretty good point. So, I don't know. I think it'd be interesting to, to see how view, how teams view him. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, I think that's the thing. I think, different teams are going to have different people, number one and number two on their list. So it's really going to depend on if the Bengals can hold on to that first round pick at this point. Yep. Um, one team that I don't know how much, and it, they, they probably, well, they won't have a pick high enough to get him, but I think the saints would be a really good landing spot for him because the LSU is running the saints offense right now. Right. Like they got their passing uh, offensive passing coordinator is a former play caller for the Saints. Oh, really? Um, or offensive assistant for the Saints. Oh, and okay. So they they brought him over to co- to go the hour north 
from uh, New Orleans to Baton Rouge, and now he is calling plays, and most of their plays are straight out of the Saints' playbook. So if I'm the Saints, I'm looking at this kid saying he runs our playbook. He knows our playbook already. Like yeah. that's perfect. I just there's and especially with how Breeze is reaching the later part of his career, um, Burrow's a great young option to have as as the heir apparent. Yeah, I don't they think they get the here. opportunity to, to to even trade up to that point because I mean, yeah. it's probably going to be the Dolphins or the. Bengals. No, no, sorry, at number two. I think the Bengals are going to be number mm-hmm. one. And then, I mean, because the Dolphins won this week. So Bengals get the number one pick most likely. And then the second pick is between the Jets and the Bengals, probably. Mm-hmm. And the Jets are probably picking Chase Young, I, I would think. Yeah, I think that, that I think they're content with Sam Darnold for another year and they take Trace Young. So, yeah. like, but. Fine. But I, they're not going to trade their pick away, and the the Dolphins aren't either. They're yep. all, they're all those teams are looking right for a there. quarterback or would rather have Chase Young than whatever you're going to give them. Yep. So um, I, it will be interesting to see where everybody lands, but yeah, I'll be pretty sweet. So one of the other games that was really cool was the Minnesota Penn State game. Yeah. Uh, was not expecting it to be as high scoring as it was. No, yeah, I definitely expected it to be a little bit more defensive. Um, but it was super cool. I mean, it's great to see PJ Fleck do that well in Minnesota. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a great guy. He's he's a good coach. I don't know how much longer. Well, I guess he'll be in there for a while because of how he s- signed the extension. But mm-hmm. like this Minnesota team has a chance to really do something. Um, they have to get to like, Ohio State though. So that's true. They have to get through Ohio State. But from here on out, like I I don't. I don't know. I still feel like they're a little inflated in the rankings right now. Yeah. Because really they have the win against Penn State and they don't have anything else. That but, is a really big win though. But it's a really big win. They haven't lost anything else. And when you compare it to like what Bama, Utah, and and Oregon have, like it's a better win than any of those three teams have. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, it makes sense that they're where they're at right now. But I don't know if they stay up there right now is the big thing. Um, yeah, I, I don't expect them to be t- top 10 by the end of the year. Yeah, because they have... So two of their last three games are against ranked opponents, but they're lower ranked. Well, so they have Iowa this week, who's ranked like number 18, and then they have Wisconsin, who's ranked number 13. Right. And so it's like good, not super tough, but then they have Ohio State at the end. The thing is, if they win... If they went out but then losing the championship to uh, Ohio State, they're probably still top 10. And they, depending on what happens, there could be a really good argument for them still making the playoffs. Because they would have three wins against ranked teams, whereas Bama, at best right now, will get one against Auburn. Right. Uh, uh, Utah... If even if Utah wins the Pac-12 championship, they'll have one against Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. Yeah. Uh, and same thing with Georgia. Like Oklahoma has looked subpar. Like they barely squeaked out a win against uh, Iowa State this week. Like 
Yeah. I don't think Minnesota would be in for sure, but there is at least an argument if they were to lose the championship game in a close fashion against Ohio State. They'd have to be competitive. Yeah, it'd have to be really competitive. competitive. But it's like a... it's a weird scenario. It's it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. And, and then the last game that I just wanted to mention was TCU Baylor, which was a classic Big Twelve game that went into overtime nine to nine with no touchdown scored. Oh Jesus! Uh, it was insane. It was crazy how you have. I mean, the Big Twelve normally. Like, if you would have switched the scores for the Minnesota and Penn State and the TCU Baylor, like, I would have 100% believed it. Oh, yeah. Like, if you would have told me that Penn State and Minnesota went into overtime tied 9-9, to I would have said, oh, yeah, that's how it – I mean, that's Big Ten. That's what they do. Yeah. Um, and I would have said it probably was snowing in Minnesota, and it was probably – you know, no, it was pretty good weather in Waco – I mean, yeah. uh, or in uh, Fort Worth, I guess, where they were at. But yeah, so it was just crazy. Um, I really wanted TCU to pull off the upset. I like TCU, um, but they didn't quite do it. They yeah. they came just close. They had I don't know if you saw, but in that no, I didn't. In the first overtime, probably the one of the greatest touchdown catches I've ever seen. Oh really? Yeah. So it's fourth down. Um, and it's like fourth and nine okay. um, from like the 24-yard line. The TCU quarterback just goes scrambles, throws it to the sideline, um, and the TCU receiver gets up to catch it. Um, and when he comes down, he mostly lands out of bounds. And it like his feet are swinging out of bounds. So there's no way his feet were in bounds. Uh-huh. And so the ref is just like, no, that's incomplete. Game over. Um, and Baylor starts celebrating and then they turn around and review it. And when they show the replay shows that he catches it basically one handed as he's kind of like spinning around Uh and he gets, he plants his other hand as he's falling. And so he gets one hand planted and he's basically parallel to the ground and there's just like a split second of hand, and then his feet touch the ground. Huh. Was, I didn't realize a hand would mark you in. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Because it's any body part except. Well, yeah. I mean, it's any body part, especially because in college you only need one foot. Right. But anything that's not your feet counts as two feet, even in the NFL. Huh. Um, and so, yeah. So because he touched down just barely before his feet touched down. And the other thing that was crazy is so uh, it looked like he didn't control the ball to the ground uh-huh. because he he goes, he hits the ground, and then right after he hits the ground, the Baylor player kicks the ball out from, oh. from his arm. And so like in real time, it looks like he just lands out of bounds and then the ball pops out. Huh. And you're just like, well, I mean, he didn't catch it and he was out of bounds. Like, what are you going to do? But when you watch it, it he clearly like controls it hits the like he hits the ground ball doesn't move at all and then the Baylor Baylor player's foot comes in and just pops it oh okay it was I mean it's why we have it instant replay it was so cool and it sucks that that touchdown was wasted on a loss because then in double overtime they was it double or triple 
I think it was a triple overtime that they lost. I don't remember. Okay. But it was stupid that that awesome touchdown was wasted. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Because that was that was a super cool play. Yeah. Um. So then, just real quick, I want to talk about the games this week that are interesting. Uh. So Fresno State and San Diego State. Um. I was surprised that Vegas has this game as even. Yeah. Uh, Fresno State hasn't looked that great this year. Uh. San Diego State has looked good. I mean, they did just lose to Nevada, but if San Diego State wins this, they clinch the division. Um, wow. If Fresno State wins this, they're still a game back from San Diego State. Wow. Okay. So they wouldn't even be control of their own own destiny if they won this one. Um, oh, that sucks. So I just I don't know. I think San Diego State's the much better team, so I don't see why it wouldn't be San Diego State. But I don't know. Hey, we were wrong about that TCU Texas game. That's true. That is true. I guess uh, sometimes Vegas knows things that we don't. So yeah, apparently. I don't know. Um, the next one is that number nine Penn State is going against nine Windiana, um, who is ranked for the first time since like the nineties or eighties or something like that, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Yeah, um, that was awesome. I don't know if you've seen the stuff on. It's mostly been on through Home Field Apparel. Um, if they wanted to sponsor us, we'd be all for that. Um, but they nine win or. Home Field Apparel is based in Indiana, and they're big Indiana fans. And this year, the goal was getting nine wins. They felt like they could totally get nine wins. So they've had shirts that say Nine Windiana that have been trending, and, and people like them. Uh-huh. Well, right now, they're seven and two. And they are so close. They, I think they'll make a bowl game. There's, I think I saw the stats. Or they will make a bowl game, but I think they'll make the nine wins that there's like a 55% chance or something like that, that they will get nine wins or wow. more, okay. including a bowl game. And so it's like, okay, this is it. This is this is the year for nine Indiana. Yeah. And so it's cool that they're ranked this year. And, and well, they're ranked in the AP. They're not ranked in the other one, but they look right. good. Happy about it. Uh, we already talked about Ohio State Rutgers. Uh, so Clemson. Number three, Clemson, is going against uh, Wake Forest. And as we mentioned, Wake Forest is maybe the second-best team in the ACC. What do you think the line is for that game? Clemson minus 17. Close. Clemson is favored by 34.5. Oh. Incredible that basically the second-best team, maybe you could argue third, but really it's all it's sixes. Um, it thirty five points. That's yeah, insane. they better beat them that bad if they want. I mean, they they're gonna go if they're undefeated, anyways. Yep. yep. But realistically, I I've talked to a couple people about it. If Clemson loses a game, they probably don't make the playoff. Yeah, with their schedule, they have to go undefeated. They have to go undefeated. There's no room for error. Um, because like if you were to look at Clemson and then look at like Utah. If Utah wins their conference and Clemson loses one in the regular season and then wins the conference, Utah has a win against a, a top 25 team. Clemson doesn't. Right. Like, Clemson's best win is probably still Texas A&M. Maybe it would be Wake. But Yeah, it's a cl- cl- close call at this point. Yeah, I mean, that's not, that's not great. 
No, it's um, not. So they need to go undefeated. Uh, the next game is number four, Georgia, versus number 12, Auburn. Uh, Georgia's favored by two and a half. That's a really close one, really tough one. Yeah. Um, it would be really big for Auburn to win. Not, I don't, I'm don't. i pretty sure they're out of the playoffs for sure at this point. Oh, yeah, they have too but many they'd, losses. They'd, they'd, be, taking, they'd ta- be taking Georgia down with them. Like I don't think yep. a two-loss Georgia is ever going to the playoff. Nope, exactly. The, the committee's been pretty clear. Two losses is too many. And so that would give Georgia the second loss. Auburn already has their two. Yeah. Like it, it destroys them. But the other big thing that would be interesting here is, so if Georgia wins, then that then puts Auburn, they're going to drop in the rankings, and that's going to be Bama's best win. Right. And so if, if Bama beats Auburn and Auburn's like number 20 in the rankings, and that's Bama's best win, that's probably not enough to get Bama to sneak back into the playoffs. Yeah. Because Bama doesn't have any wins against ranked teams right now. Right. Yeah, I know. They've played dookie teams. Yep. So it'd be, it'll be interesting to see how it goes because I think either way, it'll effectively eliminate one of the SEC teams, not even like, not even counting Auburn from the playoff. Um, Very interesting. Th- then the next game is number eight, Minnesota versus number 20, Iowa. Um, and Iowa is favored by three in this game. Um, I think it'll be interesting. It feels like every year playoff hopes die in the state of Iowa. Yeah. Um, I know Oklahoma and I, and Ohio State have both lost like important games against Iowa or Iowa State. Right. And so it only makes sense for this to be when Minnesota loses to Iowa and ends their playoff hopes or you know wrecks them. Um, That's I don't, Iowa's good. They're, it's not like they're bad, and it, being in Iowa is is huge. But I don't know. I just the way that that Minnesota looked last week. They, I just, I don't know. Um, probably the biggest thing is if it's a letdown. If Minnesota was so hyped up for the Penn State game, was so excited for the Penn State game, was so like had so much energy mm-hmm. that they just can't duplicate it. That it just it you know it kind of the focus on Penn state becomes so much that they, they drop and Iowa is, is there to take advantage of it. Yeah. It's hard to beat teams that are better than you two weeks in a row. So like, yep. We'll, we'll really see where they're at. Yep. Um, and then the last one is Oklahoma and Baylor. Um, mm. Baylor actually still has a shot at the playoff. They're still undefeated. Oklahoma kind of has a shot at the playoff. Um, they're one loss. I mean, if they went out, there's still a sod shot at it. Yeah. Um, so the loser of this is is pretty solidly out. Right. Um, and if if Baylor wins it, it might even still make it so no, like the Big Twelve loses, like its playoff spot. So if as a Utah fan or an Oregon fan or like anybody who's like right on the border. Like you probably want Baylor to win this one because you trust that you can sneak in above Baylor more than you trust that you can sneak in above Oklahoma. That is very true. That's very true. Um, I think Oklahoma probably wins it. I think Oklahoma's yeah, still good, but they've they've looked disappointing this year after starting off so hot. Yeah. So I've, I've seen. I saw. Uh, like a power rankings for that conference by that conf, like some, um, like some fan site for, mm-hmm. 
them. Um, and they had Baylor over Oklahoma in their power yeah. rankings. And I, I, I didn't believe it, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. I don't know. I mean, yeah, this is the chance for Baylor to prove it. This is one of the things that I kind of like about the uh, the round robin uh, style of yeah. where they only have 10 is because this could really like this could just be the championship game again. Yeah, yeah. And I think that would be a really interesting. Um, it's moving towards that, that, you know, if Oklahoma beats Baylor and they're both one losses and, you know, Kansas State has already lost and it just works out that way, like, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, and it'd be a good game. It'd be a really, really good, interesting game. So I'd be all for it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's all I have for this week for, for college ball. Okay, cool. Well, we don't have anyone joining us this week, so I'm just going to jump right into NFL. Um, All right. So big news that was announced is I think it was earlier today, um, but Colin Kaepernick is get, being given a public tryout this Saturday. Um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And the big thing with this that's going along with the story is the Panther safety Eric Reed. Is who, calling who this was a, his buddy there in uh, in San Francisco? Yeah, he was the the first player to kneel with Kaepernick. Um, yep, they got in trouble together. Um, but he called this a PR stunt, and uh, if when when you look at it, it starts to make sense. Like they were given three days' notice, maybe four days, mm-hmm. for an event that's happening on a Saturday. Most tryouts like this happen on Tuesdays so that the coaches can make it there. There's no way any decision maker is going to be able to make it there on a Saturday. They're either traveling to go to their game or they are Hmm. preparing at home for their game. They're not going to be wanting to be traveling the day before. It's just no decisions makers will be there. It's going to be representatives for each team, but I don't know. I, I likely think that nobody picks him up after this tryout and this is the NFL's way of saying like look we gave you a shot now we're, just give up get out of here we don't want there's you no collusion we're trying to help you yep go play for the XFL or something so I think yeah. I really think that's what the NFL is trying to do with this like mm-hmm. look we're giving you a shot but not like a good shot because we're giving him three days notice on a Saturday yeah yeah I mean basically it the whole idea is unless the Atlanta Falcons are the ones that are interested in him, there's nobody that's going to be there. Like, yeah, I don't even know if the Falcons have a home game. Cause then if, if so, maybe there's a second team in town that maybe would give it a shot, but that's it. Yeah. Like, that's what, I don't remember seeing the Falcons on like the expected people to visit list. Yeah. So I'm sure they probably have a road game or, they're fine with Matt Ryan, I guess. I don't know, but um, that's dumb. I did. I, did I talk with you or Brolo about this, about this on air yet? About Colin Kaepernick? Yeah. No. Okay. I mean, I think we've talked about it like way a while ago, but okay, but not must, like th- in recent days. I think I talked to Brolo about this after our podcast. So after our okay. podcast, me and Brolo stayed on Skype and talked for another like hour and a half about football. Okay. Um, and I think this is one of the things we talked about with Colin Kaepernick and I, and I brought up like with people like Luke Falk 
getting yeah. starting jobs in the NFL. Like it's crazy that Colin Kaepernick has not been given a tryout at this point. Yep. That's like, I, yeah. That's the thing. Like if he would have tried out for teams and they'd have been like, yeah, he's just not what we want. Like we don't think he's up for it. That's one thing, but to not even try him out, that's when you know something's going on. Yeah. Cause, uh, I don't know. I, I, I think he's done at this point, but like he's been out of the league for three years, not by choice. Yep. But he's like Lamar Jackson before Lamar Jackson was Lamar Jackson. Like and that's exactly what uh, Eric Reed said. Yeah. Yeah. Except for I don't think he's quite as good as Lamar Jackson. Um, I th- yeah, I think. Like, I mean, Kaepernick, Kaepernick was, his good year was really good, but every other year was okay. Yeah, he was just like a middle of the pack made our court. Yep. court but it's crazy that, like I said, like I don't think he he should be starting at some like top team. Hmm. But like the Bengals are starting Ryan Finley. Like, yeah, I would I would definitely want to give him a start shot. over him. Yeah, I mean Trubisky. The last number I saw was he was the fifty first ranked quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I mean which which by the me there's thirty two teams. Yeah. Which so means he's, he's, he's worse than half the backups. Yeah, he's worse than half the backups are taking the field. So, oh my gosh. Like, they're really bad. So, yeah. like, it, just the fact that he hasn't been given even been given a shot at this point is crazy. Like, like you said, if if he had been given a shot and they're like, listen, he's been out of the league for three, three years, he's mm-hmm. lost his touch, this, that, or the other, it makes sense. But I think you're just being scared if you're not even giving him a chance. Yep, um, I think that's that's one hundred percent. I don't think any team wants to to risk it, partly because they know that. Uh, I think Trump would go after him too. I think Trump would be publicly talking about him, and I don't think any team wants to to have that be their team. Yeah. I think they're trying to just avoid that in general. Yeah, the whole um, media storm yeah, that media would come after that yep. would be terrible. So yep. that's why they're not doing it, not because they hate. Colin Kaepernick, the person. Well, I'm going to say most people. Is that why? Yeah, I don't think like, most of the owners have that much of an issue with Colin Kaepernick himself. Yeah, I think they just don't want the situation. Right. So, like I said, I don't think he gets picked up this weekend. But yep. I mean, at least they're giving him a facsimile of a shot. Yeah. Um, a couple big games this week. A couple key teams lost. Um, starting at the top, the 49ers had their first loss to Russell Wilson and the Seahawks in overtime. Oh yeah. Um, this is a very close game. Um, Russell Wilson may through his second interception of the season in overtime, which is very unlike Russell. Shoot. I didn't realize he'd only thrown two all season. I knew he hadn't thrown many, but yep. it's crazy. His first was was the pick six against Marcus Peters, and yeah. then now it's against the 49ers. Um, the Seahawks, like, this was just Russell Wilson putting them on his back. Like, I've talked about this for a couple of weeks now. Like, Russell Wilson is the He's Seahawks. looking like the MVP. He definitely is looking like the MVP because – because I, I, I don't know if you li- how much you listened to the last week's podcast, but I said last week mm-hmm. I don't think the Seahawks win a single game without Russell Wilson. 
and especially with all the injuries that happened like this week, like they they would have to play like I don't think they play any teams bad enough that their defense could beat them. Because mm-hmm. I mean, their defense did step up in this game. Like I'll, I'll say that Jadavian yeah. Clowney probably had one of the best, if not the best, game of his career in this game. Um, yeah. Their defensive line as a whole was really good in this game, um, and their secondary was nothing to scoff at. I think they had three interceptions on Jimmy G and could have had more except for they dropped them. So, yeah. Um, but Jimmy G did kind of look inexperienced in this one is, is, is what it looked like to me. Um, okay. We, he's 16 and three at this point. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's pretty dang good. I, it's okay yeah. to give up a, uh, a loss to a team. That's really, really good in overtime. Um, mm-hmm. like this 49ers team as a whole is pretty young, which is why I have them losing a few games at the end of the season. And then I don't have them going to the, I, I, they could, I don't know. So I, I think they fall to the third seed. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point they're playing probably at this point, either the Vikings or the Cowboys and like, that's a pretty close game at this point. Like with how young they are in the playoffs for, for it'll be a lot of those players first game in the playoffs. Like yeah. kind of like the Rams two years ago, where they were like one eleven games looked really good all year, had like one of the best offenses. Mm-hmm. And then they just lost the first game against the Falcons who weren't very good that year. It's okay. like, so it's kind of what I'm expecting from the 49ers. Um, a few more wins. Than, I think they, they probably only lose three maybe four Mm -hmm. um but they lose a few take that third spot and then potentially lose their first game um but i don't have them in the super bowl Um, okay the seahawks on the other hand i could definitely see them in the super bowl i think i think we're gonna need somebody to to stand out other than russell wilson if if jadavian Clowney and the, the defensive line as a whole can keep up play and and their defense can actually step up. Do something, yeah. Like, Russell Wilson can make anybody look good on that wide receiver core. Like, and he has Josh Gordon now, which I haven't talked about enough. I think this is a really big pickup as long as, like, he can stay clean. Like, I think he'll be a good – he's a really good wide receiver. Okay. So, first – he's, he's got to be one of the best wide receivers – Russell Wilson has played with in a few, at least in a few years. Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to think who Tyler Lockett is probably not better than Josh Gordon at his best. Doug yeah. Baldwin's definitely not better than Josh Gordon at his best. I mean, he's probably, I, 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 I can't remember much further back than that of who his top wide receivers are, but. He's mm-hmm. got to be high up on that list. Um, so we'll, we'll see how the Seahawks do. I, I, I have high expectations from them this year. They're probably not able to steal the division from the 49ers at this point. Um, but they do play them again. So, and they only have two losses. Um, they have a semi-decent difficult schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, I mean... It, it'll probably come down to a game between these two teams of who's the wild card and who's the 
division winner. He's the champ, yeah. Um, the team I had as my number one team lost to the Falcons last week and gave them their oh, yeah. second win, which I don't wild. know what happened in this game. I, I didn't watch this game. Um, was the Rams game on at this point? No. I don't remember. I just didn't watch this game. I, and uh, so I have no idea what happened in this game other than the Saints did not look very good. Um, the question was posed, are the Saints better with Teddy Bridgewater than Drew Brees? And I don't think that's the answer. I don't think it was on Drew Brees. But like I said, I didn't watch this game. I've been sick all week, so I haven't looked much into this game. Um, yeah. Did you see Did you see the tweet? Um, I shared it on a on the Twitter uh, by Stephen Godfrey. No. So uh, Stephen Godfrey, he's a college football writer, uh-huh. but he's from Atlanta, so he's a Falcons fan. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll just read the tweet real quick. And it says, Dad calls. Dad, oh, yeah. can you believe it? Me. Not at all. Dad, six sacks and no TDs. Me. I'm shocked. Dad, okay, well, I got to go. I have to send some emails to some guys at at the office uh, and tell them to go F themselves. (laughs) Me, I love you, Dad. Dad, I love you too. That's amazing. (laughs) And that that. is the joy that the Saints losing to the Falcons brought to the – to that fan because the Atlanta fan base has had a rough time recently. Yeah, the Atlanta Falcons hate the Saints. They hate them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a good rivalry. It's a real good one. So, like – to have to have the second win of the the year be against the Saints, I'm sure it's great for them. I'm sure if you told them they would only win twice all year, but both wins would be against the Saints, a lot of Falcons fans would be like, "Yeah, I mean, cool. Let's get some good draft picks." Yeah, yeah, they'd probably take that over the the four or five wins they'll probably end up getting. Well, yeah. I don't know at this point. They're probably stuck to three, but um. Young Ho Koo, which I just love his name, oh. um, hit four field goals for the Falcons. I believe this is the, his second game kicking for them after they put Matt Bryan on IR or he was released, one of the two. Um, okay. But, yeah, I just thought that he hit all four of his field goals in this game. And he's in with, – with how many field goals and at point afters have been missed, just nice to see a, a new player – Hitting field goals. Um, last team, the Chiefs lost to the Titans in a nail biter. Um, I don't know what happened, other than I think the Chiefs are too reliant on Matt or Matt Patrick Mahomes, and okay. their defense did not look very good against, at least against the run in this game. Um, okay. I still have the Chiefs winning their division, but I just I don't I don't know I don't see that team beating very many teams in the playoffs. Like we'll see where they're at by the end of the year. I know they have I think they have a couple injuries on their offensive line, but I could be making things up. Um, just a real disappointing loss for the Chiefs. Um, and then, yeah, just as I mentioned, the Dolphins finally won a second game this week against the yeah. Colts. And Colts, who I, I think two weeks ago I had in my top ten. It's just 
Yeah, because a couple weeks ago, didn't the Colts just beat the Chiefs? Yes. Yeah, the Colts just beat the Chiefs, and then they went and lost to the, to the yeah. Dolphins. So, I don't know. The Colts seemed like they were a good team. It is important to say Jacoby Brissett, who was their backup now as their starter after Andrew Luck left, was injured during this game. So he missed mm-hmm. this entire game. I can't remember who their backup is, but it's not a great player. Yeah, I mean he's their he was their third string guy was right. the plan. So So yeah. Um that's a big reason why probably. Mm. Um But yeah. Upcoming this week we have a big matchup with the Texans going to Baltimore to play the Ravens. Um I have the Ravens winning this game. I don't have the Ravens losing very many games this year. Um, okay. Especially at home. Um, but it'll be definitely a fun game to watch. Both these quarterbacks are just amazing. Um, and then the Patriots play the Eagles this week. I think I think this is the week we'll finally kind of get some answers on where the Eagles are at at this point. Because um, I'm still... I'm still lost on where the Eagles are at. Like one week, I think they're a top five team. And then the other, I'm like, I don't even know if they're top 15. Okay. So yeah, we'll have to see there. Um, and I'm just going to go to my top 10. Um, cool. Number 10, I have the Eagles still. Um, they're still in my top 10. Like I said, I can't wait for this week to see where they're really at. They really go. Um, yeah. Wentz has had a little bit of struggles with his wide receivers being injured. He hasn't looked as great as usual, um, but he's still, you know, a really good quarterback. Their defense needs to step it up. Um, Mm -hmm. Number nine, I have the Vikings. I might have sold my stock on the Vikings too early. They were able to beat the Cowboys in prime time, um, and that was beating the Cowboys when Dak looked really, really good. Like, okay. Dak, they went down early, and 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 Dak made a competitive game, and he he looked really good in this game. The rest of his team, not so much. Um, Zeke Elliott couldn't get the run going at all, which I mean, it's the Vikings defense, so that's not crazy. So yeah, Vikings are number nine. We'll see where they are right now. They probably took that wild card spot. Um, important to say, the Rams definitely lost that wild card spot at this point um they could go with nine wins um i'm really like looking at their schedule they're either going to go nine and seven or eight and eight Mm -hmm. and just kind of miss the playoffs barely um their offense just hasn't been able to get going um but anyways back to the teams that are actually on the top 10 number eight i have the chiefs um I don't I, 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 I don't really know where the Chiefs are at at this point. Like Patrick Mahomes is still Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill is still one of the most dynamic wide receivers on the field. Um but they can't run the ball and they can't seem to stop the run. Um and then yeah, I just have some questions about their their defense and if their offense isn't clicking their when their offense is clicking, when their offense is rhythm, there's I don't think there's any other team that's more fun to watch. Mm-hmm. When they're kind of clinking along, um, 
it's it's very clear when they have issues it becomes very apparent um when they're not clicking um so yeah number eight um number seven i have the texans okay um i really like the texans i think they're a good team i just you know i don't know that they're good enough to ever break that top five at this point um but their offensive line has been really good I mean, they have Deshaun Watson, who's just an amazing quarterback, can throw it like no other can run. Um, I do wish he had a, one more threat, but I mean, Hopkins, Stills, and um, Will Fuller—not a terrible wide receiver core. Um, yeah, yeah, solid team. Their their defense—they did pick up. I believe it's the safety from the Bucks, Hargrave. Okay, and they picked up someone else on the from the Raiders, so they are trying to bolster their secondary, um, which has been with how many injuries they've had this 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 year has been a point of weakness with those injuries. Um, so we'll see how how that how that how much that helps. Okay. Um, number six, I I have the Packers. I I I want to put them higher, but um, you know, after that loss to the Chargers, I kind of have to. Oh, that wasn't back. great. Yeah, that was that was not good. But I still, like I said last week, I'm still buying Packers stock. I really do think they're really good. I do think they're one of the best teams in the NFC and definitely have a shot to go to the playoff or the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, they, yeah, number five of the 49ers. Um, still okay. a really good team. Um, but. I do have some questions about their offense um and when they're 40 i mean when their defensive line isn't killing it um their defense isn't as strong um number four i have the saints um we're not gonna hold one one loss against them um if if it continues like this then they'll continue to drop but um, for right now, they're number four. I okay. think this game was just a fluke against a rival. Um, yeah, number three, I have the Patriots. Um, they had a bye week this week. I don't have much to say about them other than... Yeah, they're good. Well, they're good, but their offense definitely isn't super great. So we'll have to watch out for that. And we'll, okay. we, we'll, we'll start to see here in the next little bit how good their defense really is. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see that. Number two, I have the Seahawks. Um, like I really, really wish for the Seahawks they could get him just one top really good wide receiver. Um, but he's been able to to survive without one. Um, like I, I like I don't know how much better their team gets with Des Bryant. Okay. But I mean, he is a free agent at this point. I think he's been cleared to play. So, I mean, but they did pick up Josh Gordon, which I, like, again, I think is a really big pickup for them. Um, He's made Tyler Lockett look really good. Um, I'm blanking on his tight end's name. Brizzle, Drizzle, Brisley, something like that. Uh, Disley? Disley. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) I'm glad you got it. Uh, His... He's made his blocking tight end and Disley look really good as a wide uh, receiver. Um, Mm. 
In the number one, I have the Ravens. Um, really happy to be able to put them at this spot. Um, they did dumpster the Bengals like they should. Um, the The Ravens are one of the best teams at putting just putting downs really bad teams. Like mm-hmm. they killed the Dolphins. They've killed the Bengals. I don't remember what the other game was. It the, maybe the Cardinals. Anyways, they've looked really good in the games they should look good, and they've played up to the teams that they needed to play up to. So um, right now I have them at number one. I really think they're looking strong for a Super Bowl run. Um, they they involved a new package that's being deemed the Heisman package where you have – Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. Lamar Jackson. Three Heisman winners out there. Yeah. yeah. Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, and RG3, all Heisman winners, all in the backfield. That's and it's sweet. just one more wrinkle that offenses have to account for. Um, I mean, RG3 is kind of old at this point. Like, yeah. But he can still throw the ball, and he's still pretty good running the ball. Yeah. Um, so it's just one of those things where, like, you never know what they're going to do with the ball when, when, when this happens. So yeah. I'll be, I'm interested to see yeah. how much they use that and how, how successful it is. But um, I'm really, really liking the Ravens. I think they've made some good steps for their defense to be get just that little bit better. Um, and then their offense is finally starting to get healthy again. Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews are getting back to a hundred percent. Um, both looked really good this week. Um, I expect both to play a key role in this game against the Texans. Um, so yeah, I, I, uh, I'm really hyped for that game. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's all I have this week. I, uh, like I mentioned, I've been sick all week, so I didn't really get that much to prepare. And that's all good. Honestly, there wasn't that much news this week. Um, yeah, kind of felt similar. So, uh yeah follow us on twitter at oc bystanders yeah we Um, got it we got the good twitter i think logan my brother's gonna be on next week with us um which should be fun he's an eagles fan and yeah he should be fun to have on the show so look forward to that yeah Um, yeah it should be good and anybody wants to be a guest let us know add us on twitter yeah there's a 90 percent chance that we'll let you at least call in. Yeah, I would. That would be great. I mean, we might immediately hang up on you, but yeah, I mean, always call in. This is it. this is your shot to call in and 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 tell us whatever you have to say. So yeah, for sure, I'm all for it. I'd be. I'm. I'm down for it. So oh, yeah, oh, that stupid thing that would always happen with us. <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> Uh, the secret right. is I do it on purpose. Um, oh, I know. I know. But, it um, <laughs> no, it's not but um, um, anyways, thanks for listening. Add us on Twitter. See you next right. week. See ya. Bye.